and welcome back to episode 5 of Retro Hour. I'm a little sorry for the late start today. I was actually previously on the episode before this with Ollie. You should go check it out. The name is Magical Mystery Tour. It's his first week. Also should check out Carmen, who's done her first week of years and years. It's very exciting. I've managed to get all the past guests from the show to have their own radio shows. Um, So I'm very happy about that. I did tell everyone that it would happen. And, you know, here we are. you're going to have to bear with me a little bit this week because I am not feeling my greatest. Uh, I've lost a little bit of my voice for reasons that various people will know relating to an ABBA versus Fleetwood Mac night out <laughs> in Brixton on Friday. Um, so it's going to be a bit more music this week, a bit less of me talking. Um, and I thought kind of to go along with the relaxed theme of the day, we'd do a folk episode because I love my folk music, um, especially like 60s, 70s. Um, So think Bob Dylan, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, all the kind of canonical names of folk. But actually to start off, kind of tying into the theme of the Fleetwood Mac ABBA night that I went on on Friday, I thought I'd play a folk-inspired Fleetwood Mac song for you all. I'm sure you'll all be familiar. And this is Landslide. Took my love, took it down I climbed a mountain and I turned around And I saw my reflection in snow-covered hills Till the landslide brought me down Oh, mirror in the sky, what is love? Can the child in my heart rise above Can I sail through the changing ocean tides Can I handle the seasons of my life 
I thought that before we start talking about folk music it would be a good idea to define what folk means because I find a lot of people aren't too sure and it's actually a field that's had a lot of kind of research and debate um, so I, I looked into the various dictionary definitions that are across the internet and um, most people tend to talk about it in relation to traditional art culture coming from a community but specifically originating from ordinary people um, and it's also something that originates from oral cultures rather than written cultures, although a lot of them can be written down as stories, um, as we'll see later with kind of some of the origins of the songs I'm going to be playing. Um, and where it deviates from things like the songs we listen to on this radio show, for example, or the stories we watch on TV is the commercialization. So folk is kind of separate because it's not or doesn't tend to be a commercial product. Um, and I think something's especially interesting when we talk about folk music because it does originate from this word of mouth tradition because obviously it's a song, um, but then in terms of the genre that we understand today, um, it's broadcast in a commercial way. Like you go out and you buy these songs and you listen to these songs on Spotify or wherever. Um, and while we call it folk music, it might actually be more appropriate to call it folkloric so when we talk about Bob Dylan we could say his songs are folkloric um, and while today I'm specifically going to be talking about western folk music it does actually encompass music from all areas of the world including like indigenous folk music um, so I'm now going to play a song by Fairport Convention
deserted shore Your fickle friends are leaving Ah, but then you know It's time for them to go So, in terms of the folk revival in our time period of the 1960s, 1970s, although today we're mainly going to be talking about the 60s, I just wanted to give some historical context um, in the fact it started in the 1940s and kind of reached its peak in the 1960s. So, one band that people always talk about um, is The Weavers and Pete Seeger, Lee Hayes, Fred Hellerman and Ronnie Gilbert. And they recorded songs from lots of different musical traditions, such as the blues and also traditional Israeli dance music. Um, And I think that's quite kind of reflective of the situation, population of the United States at the time, because it's in this time period kind of increasingly multicultural. There's been the arrival of more Jewish, Eastern and Southern European immigrants, and obviously the history of African-Americans who were forcefully brought over through slavery, along with the European immigrants that had kind of been there throughout the early colonization of North America. As well as now, considering like the 1940s, there'd been some Chinese immigrants come over. Um, And this is reflected through the music that's being released as folk music, Um, as although like with rock and roll unfortunately the mainstreaming of it happened when it was performed by white artists it does draw from a lot of musical um, traditions from lots of different cultures Um, and a big thing about the folk revival and a particular reason why it kind of had to hit its peak later on in the 1960s was because it had ties with left-wing activism and the weavers themselves were actually dropped from Decca Records due to their stigma surrounding their associations with socialism and kind of left-wing politics. But they did directly inspire the Kingston Trio, who were less overtly political in their songs, um, and they emerged in the late 1950s and early 1960s, which kicked off the peak of the American folk revival and inspired artists such as Joan Byers, who I'm going to be talking about next. But I thought I'd play a song by the Kingston Trio to kind of kick off the 1960s, or I guess going back to the late 1950s. So this is Try to Remember by the Kingston Trio. Try to remember the kind of September When life was slow and oh so mellow Try to remember the kind of September When grass was green and grain so yellow Try to remember the kind of September when you were young and a callow fellow try to remember and if you remember then follow follow try to remember When life was so tender That no one wept Except the willow 
Try to remember when life was so tender that dreams were kept beside your pillow. Try to remember when life was so tender that love was an ember about to billow. Try to remember, and if you remember, then follow, follow. In December, it's nice to remember. Although you know the snow will follow, deep in December, it's nice to remember. Without a hurt, the heart is hollow. Deep in December, it's nice to remember. The fire of September that made you mellow. Deep in December, our hearts should remember. Then follow, follow. So now we've arrived at the 1960s. I want to talk a little bit about the rise of Joan Baez. Um, Oh, I'm just going to double check that it's coming through my microphone here. Oh, is that working? Sorry, I had a little bit of a mic problem there. I don't know what happened there, but should all be okay. So we've arrived in the 1960s, um, and a big artist that kind of emerged at this time is Joan Baez, who is more openly political and kind of rose to prominence with her cover of the Scottish folk song, Mary Hamilton. Um, and the song I'm actually going to play for you next is one you've probably heard from not Joan Baez, but the band, um, because it was most famously covered by then. I'm, of course, talking about The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down, which tells the tale of the American Civil War. But the version she does is a little more upbeat. And then after that, I'm going to follow that directly with the song by the band, Tears of Rage, which is a big favourite of mine. Anyone who kind of knows my Bob Dylan obsession knows that I'm also a big fan of the band. There goes the Robert E. Lee Now I don't mind I'm chopping wood And I don't care If the money's no good Just take what you need And leave the rest But they should never Have taken the very People were singing, they went 
So one interesting thing about that song is that it was actually written by Bob Dylan, which I didn't even realize until I was doing the research for my show today. Um, and a lot of people interpret it as linking the anguish of King Lear's soliloquy to the pain of the betrayal felt by many veterans who fought in the war in Vietnam. Um, the band themselves actually gained a lot of recognition by backing Bob Dylan um, in the 60s, and Dylan himself appealed to a more general audience in terms of his folk music um, with the release of Blowing in the Wind, which incorporated more singer-songwriter parts into the genre of folk music and it was actually there that kind of I feel like he was the catalyst for the start of the fusion of um, the folk genre with other genres right like rock which is kind of what was popular throughout the 1960s and the 70s um Dylan himself actually has a massive career that probably deserves an episode in itself he inspired the Beatles he was highly political in his lyrics him and Byers were actually involved in the civil rights movements um, and this kind of political ideology which is very characteristic of the left-wing history of folk music um, is particularly seen in the album The Times They Are Changing. Um, the song Only a Pawn in Their Game addresses the murder of civil rights worker Medgar Evers and I think the big one that most people have heard of at least a little bit is The Lonesome Death of Hattie Carroll, which tells the story of the death of a black hotel barmaid, Hattie Carroll, at the hands of a young man who was from a wealthy white tobacco farming family called William Zantzinger. Um, and it actually is based on the tune to the Scottish folk song that Joan Byers became famous for covering Mary Hamilton. Um, so you can still see the influence even when it starts to become more mainstream of these folk stories where they merge with contemporary topics to create a more contemporary protest song. Um, but I'm not going to be playing either of those songs today. I'm going to be playing The Times They Are Changing, the titular song from the album, and then follow it on to give my voice a little bit of a rest um, with a Donovan song, Season of the Witch. A lot of people might know it from, I think Lana Del Rey covered it, um, but we're gonna be playing the original today. Um, and that'll kind of lead us onto our conversation, moving more into folk rock. So here you go. I'm gathering people wherever you roam and admit that the waters around you have grown and accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone if your time to you is worth saving then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone or the times they are Privatize with your pen And keep your eyes wide The chance won't come again And don't speak too soon For the wheel's still in spin And there's no telling who that it's naming Was the loser now will be later to win For the times they are a-changing Senators, congressmen, please heed the call Don't stand in the doorway, don't lock up the hall For he that gets hurt will be he who has stalled The battle outside region Will soon shake your windows and rattle your walls For the times they are a-changing Mothers and fathers throughout the land And don't criticize what you can't understand Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command Your old road is rapidly aging Please get out of the new one if you can't lend your hand For the times they are a-changing
The curse it is cast The slow one now Will later be fast As the present now Will later be past The order is rapidly fading And the first one now Will later be last For the times They are a-changing Dylan and his introduction of electric instruments, we see the rise of folk rock, which is one of my personal favourite genres. I absolutely adore it. It's kind of the perfect mix between, for me at least, the more acoustic storytelling elements of music and then the instruments that I really love that kind of define the 60s and the 70s. So here we see the rise of bands like The Loving Spoonful, The Birds, which rather than folk music, I'd describe more as folk-tinged. Um, and that also went alongside rock versions of a lot of folk songs. So one that I actually was aware of was originally a folk song, but I never really thought about it in this kind of way until I was planning this episode was Hey Joe, which was originally written by folk artist Billy Roberts, but obviously it is most well known for its cover by Jimi Hendrix. So I'm going to be playing that song for you next. I think this might actually be the first Hendrix I've played on the show, which is quite surprising. Um, anyone who knows me knows I love Hendrix. Um, but yeah... 
I will play that for you now. When I was playing this episode, I was trying to think of my favourite story of a song that started off in the folk genre and then became something completely different. And the one that came to mind was House of the Rising Sun. Um, Obviously, it's most well known for its version by The Animals, um, which I'm sure everyone who's listening will have heard. Um, But the actual roots of the song is kind of unknown. So a lot of musicologists think it's based in the tradition of broadside ballads, which were one of the most common forms of printed material between the 16th and 19th century. And they printed ballads, rhymes, and sometimes illustrations. However, there's actually no physical evidence to suggest that this was the case. Some people also theorize that the Rising Sun was the name of some of the brothels and the pubs in England, so it could have originated from there, and then been relocated to the United States by Southern white performers. Um, But the kind of first emergence of it, of how we know it, is that it was sung by American miners as early as 1905. But the oldest published version was actually in 1925 in a column titled Old Songs That Men Have Sung, um, which was in the Adventure magazine. And the oldest recording was under the title Rising Sun Blues, where we see it fused with the blues tradition of 1933 and kind of tying into what we were talking about earlier and the multiculturalism of the United States brought all of these music traditions and produced new mixed forms of music that was heavily tied with the folk cultures that they originated from. Um, But it's actually a different speaker. So the song and the story of the song is sung by different people in these different versions. So the printed version is a woman's warning, um, but the first recording is actually framed around a more round male character. Um, And the song was recorded by Bob Dylan, Nina Simone, Joan Baez, but obviously the most popular version, like I mentioned, is the Animals version, which is the one I'm gonna be playing for you, of course. I'm gonna treat you all to this wonderful version of House of the Rising Sun. 
So that kind of brings us to the close of this slightly shorter episode today. Um, I kind of want to round it off by saying that while I've talked mostly about 60s folk music, the tradition continued on into the 1970s with the rise of artists like Nick Drake, Joni Mitchell, and of course Simon and Garfunkel. You you can't talk about folk of that kind of time period without talking about Simon and Garfunkel. Um, And I thought I'd end on a very calm 
note I mean I say calm this isn't a very calm song now I think about it um but I also wanted to commemorate because I feel like we do this every week now it's been a bad year for it but of course David Crosby sadly died last week um and he was a member of the birds and the song I'm going to play he recorded with Crosby Stills Nash and Young um the three of them also very prominent folk artists in their own right and part of other groups as well um and this song was released on their album Deja Vu, which is an incredible album, highly recommend. Unfortunately, not all of it's on Spotify because of um, Joe Rogan podcast-related reasons. Um, but I wanted to play this song to round it off. Um, and yeah, hopefully next week I don't have to say, I'm very sorry, this famous person from the 60s slash 70s has just died. So yeah, um, without further ado, I'm going to play Carry On. One morning I woke up and I knew you would A new day, a new way, and new hours
Hello, I just wanted to add quickly on the enter. This is a thing that you don't have to listen to. It's fully self-promotion. But if anyone wanted to listen to the playlist that I put together for these episodes, then I'm going to try and link them in all of the descriptions of the episodes on Spotify. So if you want to go back, you can find them there. Also, if you follow me on Spotify, um, all the playlists are public on there. But yeah, I just thought I'd promote that. And also going to replug Carmen's show, Years and Years. I think it was at... 3 p.m. 3 p.m. every Monday. Listen to it. It's fantastic. I've not yet had a chance to listen to the first episode, but I've had a look through the playlist and you're in for a treat with that one. And also Ollie's show every day at 5 p.m. just before mine. Um, And yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful week. I will see you all next week. Goodbye.